0: energy I can feel it it's behind you I'm standing in between that energy and you right now he can't get to you it can't get to you but I'm standing there he knows he can't do anything as long as I'm in the room Unexplained cases introduced me to a girl named Ashley. Ashley has been having some dark or even demonic experiences for the last few years with an entity that is in her home. The reason why Ashley hasn't reached out in all this time is because she kept thinking it would go away and it would stop or that maybe it wasn't even happening, but it was happening and it is happening. So we have gotten together over Skype and met with Ashley and have guided her to hopefully a safer place, um, energetically, and a better understanding of what's happening and why. Have you talked to someone about this prior? How come it's taken seven years? How come it's lasted that long?
1: Uh, mostly because like, it would just come in waves and then like all of a sudden everything would just stop and I'm like, all right, cool, that was whatever. How about we just leave it alone? The last thing that kind of sparked like all of this was I don't remember walking into my room to go to sleep apparently I fell asleep I walked down to the living room and my youngest son screamed in terror and ran away from me and then I smiled at him and walked back into my bedroom
0: I don't remember that. This was happening before you moved into this house?
1: it's happened at every place i've moved to always kind of been brought up that like all this stuff's not true like just brush it off like there's an explanation for everything and now it's to the point where like i can't explain these (laughs) like the bruising and everything else like i just okay share with me one of your experiences like the the
0: one that maybe stands out the most
1: Right when he sent the link for the hangout, I like my I instantly panicked and my head started hurting and everything in my house like all the power shut off and then flicked back on. That one was weird. <laughs> um, I've been on video chats with Chris, and um, I don't remember most of the conversation or some of the conversations. Like, there's points where i will black, like I don't know what's happening, and then um, he's actually watched the lights slam off and on at one point he told me to flip the camera around and made me walk towards whatever it was that didn't work out very well because the next morning i woke up and there was more bruising and he was very pissed off
0: when you say walk towards whatever it
1: was like in my bedroom i always get like every time i'm coming into my bedroom i get that that dreadful feeling where like everything just feels heavy and you get scared and you're not sure why And in the hallway, I don't know if you can see it, but that hallway, Yeah. um, the light flipped on and Chris was like, I need you to walk towards there. And I was like, how about no? How about we just stay over here? And he told me no, and he like made me walk towards there. And he won't exactly like explain to me what all happened. He said he tried to reach out and touch it and it pissed. It got really mad at him. And then in turn lashed out on me. so your friend Chris
0: can see all the same stuff you see and feel
1: Mm -hmm. what's his perspective he says it's attached to me but he's not sure why and he can't like him like the problem is is he can feel my emotions more than he can feel it so when I'm scared and panicking he's like I can't feel anything over you and I'm like I don't know what to tell you because this is how I'm feeling what are you feeling right now My head hurt. My heart's racing. Um, I threw up earlier. And I'm really shaky. I don't know. It was just all of a sudden just... Panic. (laughs) And I feel angry. Like, I don't want to be talking to you right now. Like, I literally just want to go away.
0: Why are you angry?
1: I don't know. (laughs) I'm not an angry person.
0: Let's sit in your anger for a minute and feel it and tell me why you're angry.
1: I've tried it does like I don't know like I'll be talking to Chris and I'll get super pissed off at him and I'll be like I'm done talking to you and then he's like you can't cuz that's not you
0: so anger I think uh, not I think Um, the problem is you have a lot of you have a lot of your own repressed pain and suffering okay you there's a lot of your own pain that you aren't managing okay so we have a couple things at play. One is you are not managing your own pain. The other thing is you then open yourself up to entities that feed off that. Because when we don't manage our own pain and we don't manage our own suffering, it leaves us vulnerable if we are already intuitive beings to negative forces to help you feel even worse and these things happen for many reasons for everyone it's different but you're going through this for um, some a reason we'll find out uh, the more we talk where's your mom she live in Min- you said minnesota she live there
1: uh she's an out-of-state truck driver so i don't see her too often
0: yeah and how long ago did your dad die Seven years. Mm-hmm. You were closer with him than your mom?
1: He was my best friend. Mm-hmm.
0: I bet. So it must have been hard when he left and you just had your mom who isn't that connected to you, doesn't work very hard to to care about you and to find out what's going on with you. That must have been hard to lose that bond. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: What's your dad's name? Uh, he was actually my adopted dad, so I'm like, I have to like keep remembering which dad we're talking about because my biological dad's actually still alive too.
0: Yeah, let's so, talk about um, he's your he's your real dad. So let's talk about him. What's his name? Frank. Uh huh. And he died of a heart attack. What's his last name? Peterson. Do you have a picture of him?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I have multiples because I kept the billboards from his funeral. <laughs> oh, these ones are all his old pictures.
0: It's okay, anything will be fine. As long as I can see his eyes.
1: Um, he looks angry in some of these pictures. Alright. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to find like here, he's smiling in that one. Okay. Or that one.
0: I'm sorry, I might ask you again, how long ago did he die?
1: Seven years ago? So
0: it was around the same time that started happening?
1: I started noticing it, yeah. Chris thinks it was longer than seven years. <laughs> but I finally like started like paying attention.
0: Okay. So I'm gonna call in Frank. I'm gonna find out where he stands in all this. So do you mind if I call him in? No, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Okay. So he's here. (coughs) You have any questions for him? No. Okay. He loves you. So, what's happening to you right now is... There's a vortex that's been opened up. It's like there's a, like a hole in your heart, like a crater sized hole in your heart that has just almost like rotted away and corroded and rotted away so that you are numb and you are unable to connect and feel on a deeper level so there's a couple things at play one is it's important for you to start connecting with your dad and if you can connect with dark energy if you can feel and see when someone's going to die then you can connect with your dad and so that's not maybe it's not something that happens overnight but it's something that you need to start practicing um you so the couple things you have a play is this like they say almost like a rotted heart which means you have to start doing some work to manage your pain to manage your your grief to manage um, your anger you have to start managing all of that because you have that combined with this intuition the psychic ability which everybody has but some of us come into body with it louder and stronger forcing us to move towards it sooner than others you are like that you have come in with this ability to see and feel and hear um, intuitively psychically and yet we do that through our heart and through our gut yet your heart is corroded and so instead of seeing and feeling nurturing light experiences like i would you only allow into this crater these dark painful energies that feed into where you're already at I'm gonna tune in I'm gonna I'm gonna connect with this energy that's been following you around in just a minute but I wanted to call your dad in because he is watching over and he is actually been a part of this not in a negative way in a positive way to um, make sure you don't ultimately get hurt and ultimately helped you find me. So, um, does he, he blame me? Does he blame you for what?
1: Him not being here anymore. Why would he blame you for that? Because I was the one that signed the papers to take him off life support. No.
0: Hang on. I'll talk to him, but I, I, that's an immediate no. No, th- this, this, no, but he's almost saying that's silly. It's silly to even have those thoughts. It's not silly. I, I'm not dismissing you by any means. I'm saying to the to the degree of how little you should worry about that, he's saying that's silly. Don't even, it's not even a thing. Like, that's not even a thing. Don't even waste your energy going there. Um, because, no, that's, it, you, you, listen, I'll say this a little rough, but I don't mean it this way. You aren't God. If he wasn't supposed to die, he would not have died. You are not God. You (laughs) did not create that death. That's giving yourself way too much credit. (laughs) So when you think of it in that perspective, of course not. No. Um, So when we go back to, I I need you to start thinking about this is all of this that's happening. I'm going to do as much as I can, but ultimately these things happen to us because it's a massive learning experience for us. It will change your existence, it will change who you are, it will change why you're here. If you choose, if you don't choose to change, then this will remain as is, okay? So we have like these four quadrants. One is this hole in your heart, right? You, you've experienced a lot of pain, a lot of suffering, a lot of neglect, um, a lot of um, ignorance in your life. People have been ignorant towards you. They have neglected you. They have um, been mean to you. You've experienced a lot of pain. Okay, and that just dug away and dug away and created this hole in your heart, this crater, right? So we need to manage that. You manage that through therapy, first and foremost. And then you bring yourself to a meditation practice and to a yoga practice. But you need to start with therapy. You start there. And the reason why the therapy is tied into all of this is because you are vulnerable. You are incredibly vulnerable to everything and anything
1: dark because of this hole you have in your heart, okay? You said like that made me numb. Um, grow like growing up, I was heavily abused. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of like how I coped with everything was just to shut down.
0: Right. Understandable. It was survival mode, right? You were surviving, right? If you don't have an outlet, you don't have someone you can trust that you can confide in, that the abuse is happening. Then you are in survival mode. So that's all you knew. That's understandable. But you have now recreated what we do is we, you know, as it's, you know, psychology 101 is we create, (laughs) recreate these patterns, right? And so you're recreating abuse in your life. You feel like your only existence is to be abused because that's all you've known is abuse. So you will find every avenue to make sure that you continually be abused. That's one aspect. The other aspect is you have learned to become a very effective victim, feeling like others instill pain on you and you don't have the power within you to no longer be that victim and to no longer accept that abuse and so once you start to step into your power and realize that nobody can take your power away from you and no one can victimize you unless you let them at your age you have that power now right you have that ability to stop that sense of that sort of abuse whether it's verbal physical or psychic does that make sense it's it's a lot for you to take right you're getting a headache you're getting overwhelmed it's too much right
1: it like comes and goes
0: yeah that's why therapy is gonna be imperative for you. Whether you go to groups and you you sit and you talk with, in groups, which those things are free. You you know, you can be amongst other survivors of abuse or you, you go to a therapist, but you have to get that help. You deserve it. You shouldn't be living like this, okay? Next is understanding how and why we draw to ourselves this dark energy. Um, so let me tap into this energy and see what what happens. I'm kind of going to look past you cuz I can feel it in your space. What are you feeling? <laughs> Are you feeling sad or angry right now? A mixture of both. Okay, that's okay. And sick. And sick, yeah. It's all right. Why why do you feel that way? Is it because I'm connecting to the energy or just you're overwhelmed?
1: I don't think I'm overwhelmed because I've been trying to get this dealt with. So.
0: While I sit here and I'm interacting with this energy, it's important for you to, I want you to close your eyes for a minute, and I just want you to focus on your breath, because in order for me to get rid of this energy, you have to want it to go. I can tell it to leave. I can say all kinds of stuff to it, but if you don't want it to go, it's not going, okay? It's no different than when you're in a bad relationship and everyone tells you to get out, but you don't get out. You have to want this energy to leave, and if you don't want this energy to leave because it's feeding into your history of abuse, it's allowing you to feel victimized, which is where you feel comfortable, I'm not saying it's right, I'm, I'm saying we. when I'm a victim of abuse, and so I spent the first part of my life recreating abuse, because that's how I felt comfortable. I felt comfortable when abuse was recreating itself. It was uncomfortable to stop the abuse. It was uncomfortable to step into my power. That process was very uncomfortable. But once I got to the other side, of course it's the best thing you could ever do with your life, you're free, you're free. So where you're at right now is you are choosing to continue to pull to you pain and suffering because that's what's comfortable for you. And I'm asking you to start today to say, I no longer choose pain and suffering. I don't know what that means, I don't know how long it'll take, but I know pain and suffering. You have your dad right there, loves you, supports you, is guiding you, is with you every step of the way, so you have light if you want it, okay? And then I know that there's support groups or therapy, whatever you need is out there. So there's so many avenues that we can take. So now this energy, I can feel it, it's behind you. You gotta understand, dark energy is weaker than light energy, okay? So, the reason why dark energy persists is because it's fed with fear. So, its fuel is fear. So, the more fearful you become, the more, uh, the louder this energy becomes, right? Because it feeds off of your fear. That's what it's there for. I'm not scared of it, so it's not growing bigger. Can't do anything. I can ask it to leave, but it's up to you ultimately to get rid of it for good. I'm standing in between that energy and you right now. He can't get to you, it can't get to you, but I'm standing there. He knows he can't do anything as long as I'm in the room. Problem is I can't be in the room for the rest of your life. <laughs> but the good news is, is you are just as powerful as I am. You're just coming into it. When I was younger, I had a lot of dark experiences to teach me about light. That's the only way we learn about light, is to experience darkness, right? It's the same with a boyfriend. In order to know what a good boyfriend is, you have to have a bad one, right? So it's the same thing. With you, this is about you getting to the point in your life where you no longer tolerate this darkness. Darkness cannot remain in your space if you ask it to leave, and when you ask it to leave, you feel it all the way down to your soul. You when we hang up what you'll do is you'll call your dad into your room you'll go out and eat do you have any quartz crystals no so do you have a uh, a shop around that has like crystals and stuff like that mm-hmm. um let's go online then and get you some quartz crystals okay okay um and I want you to get whatever other crystals maybe some amethyst or whatever else you're drawn to. They can be small they don't have to be expensive they can be five bucks okay you're also going to buy yourself some sage do you have a whole foods near you like 45 minutes away okay well get some sage online or go to whole foods they sell sage okay so you're going to have your crystals you're going to have your sage and you're going to call in your dad your dad's always there but it's your i say call him in so you believe and feel that he's there okay um you're going to burn the sage you're gonna clean the crystals with the sage first so basically if you're holding the sage and the smoke is burning you just run the smoke over the crystal okay just like you would wash it off uh, well, I'm sorry let me back up I want you to run the crystals over cold water first they're saying then you're gonna sage them uh, and you're gonna keep the, all of this by your bed um, on the first night you're gonna burn the sage. you're gonna hold a crystal in each hand um, you'll put one on your chest and you'll call in your dad And together you're going to tell this energy that you're done. You're not going to get angry at it. I mean, if you get angry, get angry, it's fine, but there's no need to get angry. It it, honestly, it's kind of like when your neighbor comes over and you're like, Oh God, I really don't want this guy here right now. Right. Ask him to leave. It's that simple. Just ask him to leave. Um, and it may not take one time. It might take more than that, but you have your setup now that you can manage this and you can ask him to leave. Okay. Um, this energy is like, it's so stupid. They just, it's like dark energy is so silly because they just do these silly things, you know, like scratching you and turning off lights and so childish, you know, when you get to a point in your life where I am at, it's so silly. It's just like, it's not scared Don't be scared of it. It's silly. Okay. And when you get to the point to where you said, this is knock it off, get out of my house, knock it off that's when you're gonna find that peace, okay? You can have a priest come over if you want, and you could have a priest clear your space, but know that because of that corroded heart we talked about, you're gonna continually pull it, to pull in this dark energy until you heal that heart. Until that heart only knows light and love, you will pull in that energy, does that make sense? So you can, if you wanted to, you could bring in a priest to kind of clear the space, but my recommendation is you get the sage, you get the crystals, you sage your whole house. Do you know what that means to sage the house? Yep, sage your
1: whole house. Yeah, I tried that house. once, it didn't work out very well for me.
0: Well, yeah, because there's a lot of things at play for you that's, you know, you have to really want this, okay? So when you buy the sage, you sage your house, you sage yourself, you sage your sons, you sage any animals if you have in the house, you get your crystals, And then you start this ritual of clearing yourself in the space you call in your dad and you start to every night anytime you can who's that i'm a huge animal person who is that her name's star star Mm -hmm. but i call her i call her satan because she's a little brat okay well don't call her satan especially when you have satan in your house let me see star that's a joke. Maybe it's too early to joke. She is so cute. What does she do? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm talking in my dog voice and my dogs just got, got up. They're like, don't talk to other dogs in that voice. What does she do when that energy's around?
1: She runs. She doesn't come into my bedroom. This is actually surprised. Like, I'm surprised she's in here right now because she, she's not like that.
0: Yeah, she's in there because I'm in there. I'm standing in between the two of you. You and that energy. Um, so going back to helping you understand how silly this energy is, it's I want you to start thinking of it in terms of it being silly, okay? It's kind of like here's a good example. You know if you're a walking star and a tiny little chihuahua crosses the street but goes "ape shit" and I have a chihuahua. Okay. Well, you know how they think they're these big crazy animals and you're just sitting there looking out and going, you're ridiculous, right? That's how you, I want you to manage this energy. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Um, questions? Anything else? I'm going to tap, before I tap into him and have a little more, a bit deeper conversation with it, anything else you want to ask? No.
1: Okay. You're pretty explanation. <laughs> Words are hard. Um, can I go grab a cigarette really
0: quick? Cause... As soon as we're done, you can. But I don't want that smoke inter- okay. interfering with the energy that I'm running.
1: You should quit, by the way. Not your mom, but... smoke I was he- honestly about to ask you if my dad said that because...
0: <laughs> I w- it was probably him, but, you know, you can't run energy when you're smoking. Um. But now i sound like your mother so let me back up and let me talk to this energy um where did it come from like
1: why
0: <clears throat> why because this is a this is a really important lesson for you to learn you're in you're you're such an empath you're intuitive you're powerful these things happen to people that carry power but don't utilize it because it's fun to mess with powerful people who don't know they're powerful. So this energy's coming in Is it's like, she has no idea who she is. Let's fuck with her. But if you know who you are and you know what you're capable of, this energy couldn't come near you. Does
1: that make heard, sense? Yeah, I heard puppy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so think about all that. Digest it, rewatch this if you need to. I'm gonna send you your little rules. And you're gonna be fine I am not worried about this and I'm not worried about you as long as you follow what we talked about you're gonna be just fine and you're gonna end up helping other people in this situation
1: did it come from when so like when my dad died I shut down hardcore mostly because like I had to be in charge of everything and everyone kept telling me that like I couldn't breakdown i I had to be the head of the family now like is that where this came from
0: a lot of sense that would be why you absolutely shut down your heart right because you basically you were being told don't feel anything you have to run the house now and how old were you Uh, what 20 years old or something crazy i was 19. yeah you're a child that's not the that's not how life works that's not okay you should have been a asking. new
1: mom for a month and a day.
0: Yeah, that's not okay. And of course, that you did what anyone would do in that position. Then you shut down, you repress, right? How else are you supposed to manage that? But that's not fair. It's time for you to take back your experience, and you need to grieve, and you need to feel, and you need to emote, and you need to live your life now. There's not the only family you need to take care of is you and your children.
1: Yeah, the rest of the family doesn't really talk to me anymore. Uh, my siblings, in fact, told me that I murdered our father and they blame me for that. So did
0: your not- did your dad had the? I mean, they, they basically what the doctors asked you to, to make the decision because you were the oldest and your mom wasn't around.
1: My dad uh, my mom and my dad got divorced and my dad never remarried. So okay. when he had a heart attack, I was the only kid over 18.
0: And what did they say when they, they, what did they say your dad's life expectancy would be if you didn't pull the plug?
1: Um, basically like his insides were mush. All of his ribs were broken. They'd shocked him over 30 times. His heart was just gonna keep stopping and keep stopping and they didn't feel the point in restarting it over and over. Um, he was in a medically induced coma But like they can still factor or uh, monitor your pain levels, and they had him on the the most legal amount of pain medication they could have any single person, and his pain charts were still off the level. So I, instead of continuing that, I just.
0: And that's I'm assuming the doctors were the ones that led you to that decision, right? Okay. Do you see how none of this has anything to do with you? It's it's unfair for you to be blamed for that. That's not okay. You did what anyone in your position would do. I would have done the exact same thing with the information that I had. And you what? loved your dad, right? He was my best your best friend, so you did you acted out of love. I mean you acted out of love you let you you were 19 years old you listened to the doctors instructions you feel in your heart what's the best thing for this man that I love and you did the right to, you made the right decision and again if he was not supposed to die the doctors never would have put you in that position never that never would have landed on you you have to understand that you are not God you were not the one that determined his fate if he was supposed to survive the doctors never would have given you that option they would have said we're going to keep him here for the next six weeks or whatever we're going to see how he does okay well you don't have the option then to make that decision so this is where therapy is going to be incredibly helpful for you because you've been unfairly you know judged and mistreated and left out and I, it's it, you deserve some peace So let me know moving forward if there's anything I can do to help, but you have to do the work now. This is about you doing the work. And you've got this. If I, if your guides thought for a minute that you couldn't handle it, the information would be very different. All right, go have your cigarette, but don't tell me and don't tell your dad. And I'm glad we met, I'm glad we got to talk. I'm anxious to see you standing in your power and just coming into all of this. So a lot of questions come up when um, someone experiences a demonic presence in their home. And for someone who's never experienced it before, you either A, may not believe it, or wonder why her, why is this happening at all? And is it even something that you can manage without a priest? So Ashley's experience, unfortunately, is not um, unusual in the sense that she's not the only one that, has, that have experienced this before. The problem is people need to be able to reach out for help and know that they deserve help and don't have to live with this, don't have to live with this entity in their space. In many cases, it's no different than if you have someone um, crashing on your couch for too long. You have to ask them to leave or they're not gonna know you don't want them there, right? It's very similar to this, depending on the level of um, energy that's in your home, that you have allowed in your home. So it is our choice on whether or not these energies live in our space, dark or light. But a lot of times this happens to teach us something so that we can grow and develop spiritually and humanly. Either way, those energies are in our home for a reason, for us to learn and then for us to be able to move past that. So. Um, Let's talk a little bit about Ashley's experience. I talked about Sage and I talked about crystals for her. So when I give out insight for specific situations like this or any type of reading, The information I give is directly from spirit to this person. So for example, for Ashley, we talked about needing to sage her home. Now that's pretty standard. Um, Most people know what saging is, they know to do it, um, but I think most people don't understand the power of it. Okay. So Ashley was told to sage her home, and then I was given specific crystals that she is to purchase and then place on her body at a certain time of night. This is specific to her. This isn't something um, that I've learned, that I've studied. My information comes directly from spirit, my spirit her, uh, my spirit guides and her spirit guides. So this is um, information that is specific to her. Well, we also talked about Ashley's dad. Now, when we have a loved one that's passed on, um, in many cases, that being um, will stay with us and will stay with those who need the support. And that has many levels to it, right? Sometimes that being needs to move on and shouldn't be sticking around with us. Sometimes that being is supposed to be there, is actually now their spirit guide and that was the plan the whole time. There's so many different reasons for why a loved one may stick around. So I can't give you a general answer to um, why her father was around, but I can tell you that for everyone, their situation is unique. In Ashley's situation, her father has chosen to stay there and chosen to support and help her so Ashley can call on him at any time now the energy that I witnessed was I would say a mid-level dark energy Um, it is absolutely manageable Um, it is meaning let me clarify It is manageable meaning this is an energy that can be asked to leave by Ashley and that can be done away with So when we talk about what that energy looks like, so what I experienced when I stepped into Ashley's space, um, for me, now every medium is different. A lot of mediums see, and sometimes I see things, but most of the time I feel things and I hear things. So for me, I was feeling what that energy felt like. And sometimes I can describe it visually. I know that's a little confusing, but um, for anyone who has ever had, um, who has, followed their gut instinct or has had a intuitive moment in their life can relate, okay? Because I want to remind everybody that anyone can do what I do. Um, I am not unique. Everyone has these abilities because we are all spirit first. So going back, um, my experience with being in Ashley's space and experiencing this dark energy, the dark energy to me um, felt, um, felt like if I could put it into a visual for you, a six foot tall human being um, that was very large and was just a little pushy and like a bully. So if you can imagine that in human form, that was what was in her space. But the interesting spin about this energy was his energy was what you would imagine a bully to be like. Ultimately, at the end of the day, bullies are not confident Um, strong people. Bullies are actually the opposite they're incredibly insecure and unfortunately they're very weak energetically and physically. So that's how this energy was. This energy was just like a human bully he's actually he or she I'm sorry um, I I don't know there's no gender in spirit form I just was using he as an example. The energy is um, big But not strong, there's a difference, right? Just because you're big, it doesn't mean you're strong um, physically or energetically. And this energy was big, but not strong. This energy, as you heard, was in Ashley's home because she has been made her, she's allowed herself to be vulnerable to it. And so this lesson for her is to tap into her power and to be able to say and control of not only the energy in her space but the energy in her life. So we see how fascinating it is that everything in our lives is connected and everything in our lives is there to teach us how to become bigger, better, stronger in spirit.